1: Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast. We're joined again here by esteemed boxing referee, Mickey Van, who joined us a couple of weeks ago to run us through his life in boxing. And now we're going to take up the conversation we cut off last time by talking about the heavyweight. Mickey Van believes that Tyson Fury is the man. Mickey Van, you refed his dad, John Fury, against Neil Malpass for the Central Area title in 1989 in Doncaster. Malpass won. You scored it 99 points to 97 and a half. What are your memories of that fight? Big John Fury is fairly well known these days. He's uh, yeah, he's always on the scene.
2: Now, if I remember, I'm not sure, but was that at Bentley Bentley Working Men's Club or something?
1: uh you what you tell that? me. My bo- I've closed down that box rec tab ages ago, <laughs> but uh, I took I, the I, note.
2: <laughs> but I remember. I remember. I've, I've done him a couple of times. I'm sure I have. Um, the, the, the thing I wondered about, and I'm sure it was at Bentley um uh like a working men's club, and it was packed and it was there was a lot of travelers there. And I'm thinking to myself, I gone, like, um, Neil Malpass and and um and John, you know, uh, that could that could spark a little bit of fun somewhere, and I need to be able to get out of the ring and run quick. Uh nothing like that. It was great. They they appreciated the fight. There was no problems. Um I don't I don't have a lot of memory of it. I do know, I do remember I did I did John. I told somebody a couple of days ago that I'd I'd refereed John. I don't remember the fight, to be honest. You see, you've got to remember people say to me, Oh, have you you refereed me or have you refereed this person or that person? Even if they're well known a lot of the time, I can't necessarily remember. You remember, I've done over 1600 fights. Now, that isn't 1600 boxers, you know, that's 3000 plus boxers because it's two, it's two 1600s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
1: you know, no, so it's, it's, the- it's an awful lot. Yeah. And I can see how a lot of them would blend into one, apart from the really special events. Like, you're even. I work for a newspaper often one of the one of the things so you you work for a newspaper you go to the pub afterwards and someone says Oi, what's on the back page tomorrow what's the big story tomorrow and you're like I, I don't know I forget yeah. like you know I just work in it all day but I forget because it's, that's right the next yeah. day you work you know today's newspaper and then it's the next day and then it's the next day you, you you kind of have to move on to on from,
2: yeah, from a do. professional standpoint. Yeah, because you've you've got to be on top of everything all the time. But you're not.
1: you're not getting off the hook that easy. I've got a list here as long as my arm oh. of of Irish fighters you refereed and judged, and I know this is what the listeners are really tuning in for. So I, I want to just just drop a few names and see if you recall, because I know I know you do have a couple of stories. Uh, early in your career, I see uh, Tommy Davitt on your on your on your name on your uh, record oh. as a referee. I think it was your second ever fight as a referee. And then in Belfast for your first trip to Ireland, uh, Davey Lamer and Danny McIlinden sadly oh, passed yeah. last year.
2: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, now, I think I think Danny Danny uh, What happened was there was with the, the problems over in Ireland at the time, and you didn't have a referee, a, a B referee over there that would do the fights, and none of that, none of the Brits would uh, would go over. So uh, and they rang me and asked me and I said yeah of course I will i not uh, go over Ireland I don't mind um, uh, you know I'm 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 going over to Riviera uh, but um, so you packed
1: I, up your your Union Jack suit and your Union back bo- Jack I boxers
2: know, I, was, <laughs> I had a I was I was so sort of, I had a blazer. Um, with the British boxing border console, they then they like you to look smart and represent them wherever you go, look tidy. So, but what I didn't realize, I don't realize or remember was that my blazer, the boxing border console badge, was a bloody big union jack with boxing gloves and that round it. And I was as proud as punch, and then all of a sudden. It hit me when I'm sort of walking through town uh, and and thinking, oh, my God, I I had to take my jacket. It wasn't that warm either. And I I took my jacket off. I remember taking it off as quick as I could, folded it inside out and just walked around with it on my arm. But I remember, I remember, funny enough, um, refereeing Danny McAlinden, because Danny was a big name then as well, and I think he fought Dave Fry from Bournemouth. I don't know whether I'm right or not, but I have a feeling it was it was him. And I gave it to um, I, I don't know whether he stopped him or not. I, I think he stopped Dave, but I'm not sure. Um, but McAlinden won that one, I remember. But I did Dave Lamar, or David Lamar. and I thought it was, I think it was, was it Simsy? Little David Sims or Colin Sims, one of the Sims. Rita Bell,
1: yeah, yeah. You gave it against the Belfast boy, and
2: I gave it against him, and I. But he lost, so you know. I mean, and I always, when I when I was um, qualified as a referee, and I always said to myself that I will never give it to anybody just because the crowd's behind him or because he's a local lad, because I was always the 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 um outsider if you know I was always the 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 guy that they bought in to get turned over and I I went a distance on you know three or four fights and 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 on a couple of them I do think I won. You know, I mean I listened to a crowd on a couple of them and I where where they, they booed it. Uh, and I said, and I'm naturally disappointed and I said to myself that I would never do it intentionally or unintentionally. I would never give, I would give the result as I saw it, whether he wanted to cut me throat or not. While I was in the ring, I, 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 I wanted to be, I wanted to be known as being fair. And I, I have I believe I was. I did a fight in Leeds, at Leeds Town Hall. And you know, I live in Leeds. Mm-hmm. And it was for the Commonwealth title. And it was Michael Gale uh, against um, a guy that ended up in prison for uh, in Canada. It was a Canadian guy. Uh, forget his name. And the Canadian guy asked for me to be the referee. Now, I'm refereeing a Leeds lad in Leeds against a a Canadian lad uh, for a Commonwealth title, you know, and and to me, that was, that was,
1: that's a bit of, yeah, that's a, that's the bit of indication, like, yeah, you've got a reputation for fairness, and if, yeah, if if he calls on you, that's, that's what you want to hear, there's uh, there's fights on your slate here. You've Got a lot of the Belfast guys. You have no, no, McGee, then Sammy Story losing his British title. Oh, yeah, James Cook in 1990 in Belfast.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, I remember, I remember that because, um, I don't know whether it was before or after, but I remember, um, James Cook and and I remember him, I remember the fight. I think he stopped him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, you stopped it in, ten, in the 10th round.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, yeah. I remember James because um, James got a lot of a lot of stick from from racial people, you know, down in London. And I remember, funny enough, I refereed him again uh, against Mark Taylor. In um, and there was a lot of uh, because Mark Taylor and Errol Christie had, had yeah, his, um, fans,
1: his fans had a rep, didn't they? Yeah, Taylor, that's yeah. right. And
2: this was the same sort of thing. Um, and James Cook turned him over.
1: You're delighted about that?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: Eamon yeah. I'll tell you what, one of my favourite ones is, um, oh, God, what a call in the Irish lad. And I've spoken to him a couple of times since I sent him an email occasionally. I forgot. I'm getting old, you know. Um, he was a he was a Commonwealth. He was the Irish champion. Well,
1: I think a- I know where we're going here. Is you you uh, refereed his debut, I think. Are you talking about the That's raging, in, the raging that, bull, Darren Corbett? Is that where you're in going to?
2: Darren Corbett, yeah. Oh my, what a lovely fella. And what a fire. I used to love refereeing him. And I'll say when I first, when I first saw him in Manchester, I got in the ring. And, and I saw him and I thought, oh my God, this ain't going to last long. <laughs> he could have done with at least another month's training. Jesus Christ. I, I remember looking at the RDL, but the hell could he punch? I can't remember who he fought, but I know it didn't go long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's one of the few boxers who could dance better than you as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's a moves Corbin, all right. Yeah, you did a yeah, fight, you did his fight with uh, Chris Oko in Belfast Oco. in ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was a that Commonwealth was the, fight.
2: Commonwealth title. Yeah. And I can't remember, I remember the fight because a new rule came into being with the border control, and it was something to do with the count or with 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 uh it was something to do with the count or with the refer with the corner getting in the ring or something. I can't remember what it what it was, but it happened there. And and um I, I think I had to push push fighters out uh the, the corner men out of the ring in case I had to describe disquad- I think they got in they got into to help Oko because Oko was was near enough out on his feet. Or well he was sat on his ass anyway. Um and there was something there was something about that I remember about the fight. Well, I don't remember it, but I remember there was something different about the fight, a new rule that came in with the board. Um, and, and I had to exercise it at, uh, at that fight.
1: Eamon Loughran went on to be a world champion after you refereed yeah. him. And it looked like, uh, you know, what, what were your impressions of him? He was electric. He was, a electric.
2: It was great. He was what a lovely fella as well.
1: He was a nice guy. And he also uh, refereed um, Michael Carruth in his third fight, Olympic gold medalist.
2: I don't and remember that. You don't? And I should do. I'm sorry, it's, Michael, if you're listening. That's all right.
1: I There's should it, do. <laughs> There's another guy, an Irish guy from Wexford who moved to Leeds and became a British champion. Uh, Derek Roach, you did a good few of his Oh,
2: um, Derek, yeah. Hey. I, I see Derek usually um, once a month at the Leeds Xboxes. Yeah, we. funny enough, Derek, he was... He, the, the, he was referee, he was um, fighting a, um, a star referee now, uh, Michael Alexander. And um, this was, this, in fact, this was Michael Alexander's last fight, as it happens. Um, and Michael was, was getting, getting a bit of a pasting. Um, Derek, Derek was giving him a, a good job on him, but not that. Michael was very awkward. And I, I warned him a couple of times. He was, he, he, what he would do, he would get hit or, or throw a jab and grab, jab, throw a jab and grab, jab and grab, you know. And I, I told him, and, uh, and a couple of times, and then third or fourth round, I said, Look, Michael, I says, just pack it in. I says, Jab, punch, do what you want, but don't grab him. I says, Otherwise, you're out. It's good night, Vienna. So, off we go. As soon as I told him, he jabbed. What did he do? He grabbed him. Ah, oh, I said. That's no, no. So What, I what said, did you uh,
1: do?
2: I said, stop boxing. I said, I'm sorry, Michael. It's, you're off. I said, uh, you're disqualified. I said, I don't like doing it, but you're disqualified. And he went, oh, Mike, Mickey. He said, thanks a lot. He says them punches were bloody hurting.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's. We're that,
2: all, was last, that
1: was his last fight. That's it. And
2: that's I've a, seen him see, I, when I see him sometimes, and and he, he remembers. He said, "Nicky, they won half hurting. and yeah. I'll say, oh, "I was with Derek at weekend."
1: We <laughs> yeah, there's another guy who, who's been on the show with us before, Paul Griffin. Uh, you refereed him early in his career, and then his biggest fight against uh, Pity for the WBO Intercontinental in Telford. He had uh, pity won by ninth round stoppage, and Griffin's kind of title ambitions came to a halt at the time do you, do you remember much of that one no awesome. I'm no. sorry I don't <laughs> that's alright uh, obviously Mancunian assassin but uh, Michael Gomez we claim Michael ah. Gomez is one of ours he's born in Ireland he's you know he's one of us Michael yeah.
2: Armstrong what a tough son he was what a tough fighter I remember um, I mean I did him I did him again against a Leeds lad anyway I think Johansson oh yeah um, do you know, you know Carl Johansson? Did you know he was a nephew of Albert Johansson, the Leeds United winger?
1: I can't say I did, no, no. Yeah,
2: he was, yeah. Uh, I kind of knew Albert. And um, but yeah, uh, that was one of the best fights I've seen in years. Going, well, I've refereed it, you know, but you don't, to be honest, when I say I've seen, I thought you sort of watch it and because you you you're refereeing it. But you don't get, you don't, you've got to go home and watch it again on television to sit to actually enjoy the fight. You don't enjoy a fight, very rarely enjoy a fight when you're in there with them.
1: Did you do because, that, record it and go home and watch it? I go, well, yeah. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, a
2: lot of them that I can, I'll go home and watch them. That's how I learned a lot of my refereeing as well, anyway, was I would... I would be on. I would have Fight Night on a Tuesday night in England on ITV. You used to get Fight Night, and it used to go out at half past eleven at night till half half past twelve. I think it was an hour. Fight Night. So, I remember
1: the team so well. Yeah.
2: So what I used, to... I mean, Jim Watt used to be on it and, and uh, uh, as commentating and whatever, and and we. Uh, I'd be refereeing in, in, in Bradford, in, in wherever, Hull, anywhere, and I'd race home and be home for half eleven and and, and watch the telly. And I'd watch myself and I'd think, oh...
1: Who's that flash, been... geezer?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd think, oh, I'm getting in the way there or, or yeah. you know, I should step in a bit quicker there or I should do this or I should do that. You know, and and you... You can um, critique yourself. Just it's not. It's not going. You know, it's not being blasé. It's critiquing.
1: Yeah, you refereed uh, Brian McGee, and yet ultimately you were a judge on his fight with Lucien Boutet for the IBF title. In, that's right. Yeah.
2: In in I in um, Brian's
1: another ex guest of, of us on the Rocky Road. We've had them all. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was in Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was lovely. Um, it was a cracking fight as well. It was a good old fight,
1: yeah. It's a good ding uh, dong that one, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I remember the trip, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the first time i ever done out, uh, Canada, my dad used to work in Canada, uh, years ago, you know, with the knives. Um, but I'd never been there,
1: and it's that that was the beauty of judging because as a referee, you referee primarily in Britain, didn't you? But with judging, you get around the world,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: like judging Alexander Usik in Kiev, and you know Brian McGee, Lucian Bute in Canada, and and all around the states as well, big fights.
2: Uh, yeah, you know like Lennox Lewis and Tucker, and and uh, uh, T- Norris and Whitaker. You know Terry Norris. Oh, yeah, but I mean, and I oh, know I refereed most of them. I mean, Did- I referee.
1: This this whistle stop tour is not is nowhere near ending, Mickey. We're, we're close, we're we're closing in on the finish line, but we've got some still massive events. Like your first fight to referee in Ireland, and you, you finished up as a referee uh for the BUI in Ireland uh, when you yes, I did. moved past the retirement age in Britain of sixty-five. But your first fight in Ireland to referee in the south, I say, was um Shea Neary against Mike Griffith at the National Stadium. And the following year you did this fight with Mickey Ward, which was immortalized in the movie The Fighter with Mark Gilbert. Yeah.
2: Shane Neary was one of the best fighters I've seen to watch. Cracking fighter. This, uh, never spoken to me and dislikes me ever since I stopped him against Mickey Ward. But I don't hold that against him. He's utterly, um, He was disappointed. He was gutted. And, and as far as I know, he still is. from Little things I've heard. Uh, but no, not, he's a lovely fellow, I hope. I hope he doesn't hold it against me all his life. He nothing like he, he's nothing like the other guy that's from Bradford that uh, that uh, threatened, sort of threatened me. Um but no, no, it's um I used to love uh, watching, even watching, because I I watched Shaneary in South Africa um against um a a, a a guy there, uh ne- oh I forget his name. I forget the names of a lot of them, but um, I've watched him in 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 uh, Liverpool. I, it's a, a cracking fire.
1: You have a better memory than most guys a quarter of your age, Mickey, to be fair to you. I
2: do think that, that and I shouldn't, nah, Go I do it. think he beat McGee. And, yeah. And, and he didn't get it, did he?
1: Well, one fight McGee didn't win was against Ricky Hatton in 2002, 20 years ago. You refereed that one.
2: That was, oh, he he sat, uh, I couldn't understand him there. He sat Ricky on his backside. Um, And then for the rest of the fight, that whole fight, he stood off him. Yeah. I don't know whether he was trying, I thought at first he was trying to draw him in and then give him another one. And he did hit him a couple of times, but he never went down again. As far as yeah, he was,
1: he did, he did, he did kind of find a spot and stay close yeah. to it. He he knocked Ricky Hatton down in the first round, and then did That's try right. and draw him in, as you say. Um, I think he did bear a little grudge against you though, because there was one incident a couple of rounds later on. He got one other opportunity against Ricky Hatton, but you kind of you kind of broke them, and he didn't get the chance to maybe land the attack. And he he, he said that was the one that got away. That was the attack that got away. And then after that. Hatton found him, found his feet.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you're working, then I'll, I don't always break you up. I don't. I'll, I'll give you a, two or three seconds and say, "All right, well, let's go on. Step away. I'll give you, a, you know, I'll give you a couple of seconds and then get away." And if they're holding, nobody wants to watch people holding.
1: Yeah. I know, I know like this wasn't. This holding wasn't. Ballroom. This wasn't holding. Now he did get it. He kind of he flipped Hatton to the ropes, and then he stood to to attack. And he kind of grabbed him by the arm, and then afterwards he gave out. He said, uh, he "Oh, Mickey doing? Van used to referee all of Ricky Hatton's fights. He if was he Ricky threw, Hatton's guy.
2: If now, if he threw him to the ropes, then then uh, that's
1: illegal." Yeah. Um. You refereed. Uh, I hope I'm not going through these too quickly, but we 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 uh, we want to get to the finish finish line. Barry McGuigan's final fight against Jim Macdonald, eighty nine, yeah.
2: and Barry was Barry, Barry was. Uh, he was never in the fight, to be honest. I don't think um
1: such a young guy and and washed up or finished at that stage 28 28 years old wasn't he i guess boxing careers were shorter back then and he puts so much into what had gone before but uh, i was gutted yeah i mean i was gutted for him um
2: at the time he uh he didn't he was um he was a bit bitter against me but then when he saw the size of the cut you know, it's all like letting a fight go on, uh, especially the older guys as well, and they get it and they're cut. But then that cut, you let it go on, that cut's going to get worse. And then is it he going to heal properly? Is he going to, you know, is he going to do him any damage, permanent damage? Is he going to heal? It, you know, is he going to take that long to heal that he won't be able to fight again anyway? It was a nasty cut and he was well behind on my scorecard so why why risk it you know i thought uh i thought it was better for him that that i stopped that i stopped it and we've spoken since on 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 a few occasions and uh, you know there's there's He's not bitter now. He might have been. I can understand it. If I'd have been in these shoes, if I'd have been good enough, I would have probably been bitter. Whether whether I don't, I don't hold grudges with people. That's you know. But people, we're all different. You know, it's no good as being all the same. Um, but he doesn't. He hasn't. You know, we. Um, I've wronged him on occasion as well. You know. To, uh, well, yeah, we, we, we've been
1: okay. It's water under breeze. Well, you're doing your job. You're doing your job. There's a couple more on the list. Damien Kelly winning a British title against Anthony Hanna, 99. Jim Rock losing out to Takaloo, TKO 2003. Oh,
2: work,
1: yeah, yeah. Jim's on the show quite a, quite a bit. We had him on a few weeks ago. Yeah, another um, nice guy. Jim's a gentleman, yeah. and uh, well, well, he has, He's the only man in boxing who has probably more stories than you, Mickey Van. But uh, <laughs> he, keep, he keeps a few close to his chest as well. <laughs> uh, car dealer like yourself as well. I say he knows his way around an engine. Uh, Colin Lyons against Paul McCluskey for the vacant British title. McCluskey, big win for McCluskey. Uh, disastrous day for uh Oisin Fagan against Amir Khan. When oh he... yeah. 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 Remember yeah, that one? Was.
2: I felt sorry. You know, another lovely fella, uh Oshin. A lovely fella. Um I did him a couple of times. I did him, I think, for an IBF. Uh and a, le- a
1: legendary fight against Eddie Highland in in Ireland um it's gone down as an all-time classic kind of domestic war uh, and you did that one as well so That's yeah he was right, his yeah. big opportunity against Khan it was a pay-per-view show yeah it
2: was yeah um um i liked khan uh, to be honest um but i i think it was just ferocious i think it was just, it was just a, a, a bridge too far for him mm-hmm.
1: Um, he broke he broke his leg on the way down, you know, so he didn't even get a chance really
2: did he I didn't know that
1: he broke his leg in the ring yeah he broke his broke his oh. leg in the ring so oh, he couldn't he get realize. up yeah he tried to fight on tried to get up but yeah know, yeah well' that's, right. the, that's the irish that's the irish in him here's two other here's two other fights that were very memorable for me for different reasons, but big build up for uh, Gary Spike O'Sullivan versus anthony Oh, Fitzgerald. yeah Oh, that was that was, that a, was first yeah. rounder, wasn't it? Eh? It was a first rounder. It yeah. was at the at the point. This was at Dublin the versus Cork fight. had been built up for about five or six years, massive rivalry. Yeah. at the start of the kind of social media sniping and stuff like that, they hated each other. And uh, the the banter before the fight was incredible. And you know, the, well, arena, was was, the arena was the split down the middle, and who who knows what's going to happen?
2: I was I was nervous. I was really nervous. I'm thinking. All Ireland must be watching this. This is going to be some hell of a bloody fight. You know, and I've got to be on my toes. I've got to make. And I looked at at, um, a couple of fights with them. I wanted to know know whether anybody, you know, there's any um, treading on the toes, holding a bit much, hitting back of the head, anything, finger in the eye, all that sort of thing, you know. Um, A bit too much of one thing or another thing or um any back chat all the time, you know, instead of getting on with it, um really went into it and and thinking right, now Mickey, you've got to be on top for me. You know, Mel Crystal sat down there gonna annihilate me if I don't do the job right. And uh, and all of a sudden <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> in, in fact I didn't know whether to start counting or not.
1: <laughs> Spike had his hands behind his back, didn't he? Do you remember, he yes. and uh, you know, from what you've said to me about referee and Prince Nassim Hamid, you don't really like that kind of showboat and stuff. And, you know, these well, are good, honest pros. You know, less oh, of, that, less of thing, that stuff.
2: Yeah, but the thing with the thing with Nassim, which is different, Nassim would be he would put his hands behind his back and showboat. That's okay, but he would also be spouting the same time that's not very nice you know talking trying to talk, trying to pull a, an opponent down you know talking down insulting him and and trying to make a fool out of him that's not no that's not what the game's about all right if you want to put your hands behind your back you might take one on the whiskers you know and I said and I would I would be quite happy to give you a count and laugh while I'm while I'm yeah, counting yeah.
1: yeah well look that was an explosive finish I I was Seated behind, seated behind O'Sullivan And we just saw The uppercut come from down, down low And uh, all of a sudden Fitzgerald was on the seat of his pants And uh, as O'Sullivan celebrated afterwards Do you remember what happened afterwards? No He got hit by a, he got hit by a, a red stool Oh, I don't Somebody, remember Someone that. threw a stool from the crowd I think it was the corner stool Fired it at him from about 50 yards away Bloody hell <laughs> Oh um, my god We'll finish up on this fight in, uh, in Dublin. Jamie Conlon against Ronaldo. Uh, you oh. knew I was coming to it.
2: Yeah, I wondered if you'd remember that one. Yeah, that was, ah, oh, that was an awesome fight. Now, that was, you see, that was, I, 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 I think I did a great job in refereeing it myself. Um, and if I say it myself, I'll be, you know, I'll be, you watch the fight and watch it, never mind watching the knockdown. The knockdowns, what were they? Was any of them on the chin? None of them were on the chin. They were all body shots. Now you can get knocked out with a body shot, but if you get back up and you carry on fighting with, from a body shot, then that means you're all right. If you get a head shot and go down, then your reactions are totally different, and you are hurt, and there is a possibility of a danger of you being hurt badly. Now, when when Conlon got up, he was swaying. He he was taking the punches on his arms. He was he was guarding himself. He was defending himself like a fighter supposed to do, and he wasn't. He was taking the odd shot, but most of them were taking on his arms. All right, he got through with 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 two or three shots. Did did the, the, the um uh, what do they call him now?
1: The Mexican Granados. Yeah, mm. Granados.
2: Yeah. He he got through with some, and 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 uh, Michael went down a couple of times more, but he got up and did exactly the same thing. What what the the uh, Mexican fighter did, did wrong was he didn't he didn't stand up and what and pick his punches. He went like a bloody lunatic and throwing punches in from all angles. Yeah, he took him down. A, he, he lost that round. Of course, he lost it by a big margin, did uh, Michael. But he, he didn't get hurt enough to stop a fight. The, there was not enough punches getting through, which proved it because he came back and beat him on points.
1: Yeah, he lost that round. Um, was It a, must have been a 10-7, yeah. obviously, with a couple of... Yeah,
2: it would have been of, a 10 That yeah. But the it crowd rose into
1: point. his feet. I think he got up nearly at the... the... The count an eight and then the count of nine and he managed to just survive it and rescue his career and he went on to fight for a world title uh, two yeah. years later i believe and you know was ultimately unsuccessful in it but you well, know I it's think, not everybody who fights for a world titles, too so
2: you know i mean another referee would have,
1: would have stopped him done yeah
2: you know um but that's why i say
1: um, when you're knocked down and hurt twice and then the guy's coming on strong a third time um, it's all like I'm sure you've been strong, in... yeah
2: but where, where were the punches landing on his arms you know or on his gloves now you don't stop you don't stop a fight when a guy's getting punched on the arms and the gloves
1: Nicky in your book because of your uh, I suppose maybe a tangled love life and uh you know, you've had uh, notches on the bedpost, let's say. Uh, you called yourself a chauvinistic bastard. I think you might have been slightly tongue-in-cheek, but you make references to the Mile High Club in other uh, interviews and stuff uh, like that. And that's... <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. But no. women's boxing, though, you were not a fan of women's boxing. And in the book, it's 20 years ago, so everyone's entitled to change their mind. But you wrote that the ultimate folly of women's liberation is women's boxing. And I believe it should be banned 20 years on. I think you probably feel differently because you've, you know, you've worked as a ju- a referee, Breakhouse Castillo, I think twenty thirteen. You've judged a few women's fights as well, Breakhouse again. Um, yes. How and do you I see? Think, have you changed your mind on women's boxing?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, you've got to remember back then when women's boxing was what was on its on its way up, or it were trying to get it on its way up. Women, it was a lot of eastern bloc fighters, women's fighters. The talent wasn't there. Um even even we didn't have the talent. We had um oh, what was her name? Um her the, friend what, Jane Couch. Jane Couch, yeah, we had Jane Couch. That was all we had. We and two or three others that weren't, you know, that they they weren't much. And, um I'd I'd seen I've been abroad and seen women's boxing and the, and the the skill and talent was it, was it was literally none, you know. You go I'd seen in those days when we we had they tried it at, at um, York Old Bethnal Green, and I remember one time when when they were they were having uh, they they introducing the next fight. And it was two girls were fighting. One was from, from one of the Eastern Bloc countries, and there was one from, from England. I uh, can't remember her name. I can't remember either the name. And everybody, well, I will say 80% of the audience got up and went to the bar while the fight was on. They didn't, they weren't bothered. They weren't. They weren't bothered about uh, about women's boxing, but nowadays we've learned so much. Um, women's the women have well, they they have learned so much. They've learned so much about training and and, and about about boxing itself. Um, the interest. There's more interest there. They're, they're they're more professional about it. I mean, I watched. I was over. I was over doing a. In Ireland, in Dublin, doing um, uh, uh, a boxing um, celebrity thing uh, a few years ago. And we were, we were uh, uh, Tim Witherspoon was in one corner training one lot of fighters, and Peter uh, Taylor was training at, on the corner training other, the other corner fighters. And we were there for three weeks, and it was brilliant. And Katie was also smiling while she was in. And it was the first time I'd seen her. And I thought, Jesus, she's good. And it's turned out, you know, how could you how could you decry a talent like she is? Um and yeah, I have changed my mind. Um it's more professional now, it's more, it, it's it's um more. It's safer. It's safer now as well than it used to be mm. all those years ago.
1: Yeah, and I guess uh, we were discussing uh, earlier in our conversation about Ken Buchanan headlining at Madison Square Garden and everything that that means and entails in the world of boxing. And we've seen Katie Taylor do the same against Amanda right. Serrano. So that was a tr- and it was a tremendous fight. It lived up to the billing as well, which was which was important. You know, we yes. didn't need to see a poor fight there. The eyes of the world were on
2: it. No, that's right. Yeah, and they had to to bring it home, Mm. had to bring it home.
1: Yeah, it probably solidified uh, women's boxing's place in a resurgent sport. Yeah, I think it's here to stay now. Uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on the Rocky Road. We've had a double bill of Mickey Van uh, from telling us about your story as a kid growing up in the circus to joining the circus of professional boxing for uh, 40 plus years, maybe 50 years and you've just been full of great stories and had a big impact on Irish boxing as well from all the different fights you refereed and judged. Uh, so, we, so many we didn't even get to mention. Like, uh, you know, you judged Steve Collins, Neil Sinclair against Santos, Wayne McCullough uh, against Scott Harrison, Kiko Martinez against Bernard Dunn. You didn't get a yeah, chance that, that day to, yeah. uh, to submit your scorecard, you know. Uh. I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I made...
2: I'm glad I was asked... By, well, by Mel, to, to, to come out and do some work with Irish Boxing. I had a fantastic time. My wife and I go over to Dublin as, as much as we can. Not that regular, but it's one of our favourite places, and we do, we do try and get over, and we pop in and see Mel and Johnny Giles when he's around. Um, and You're friends it, with
1: Johnny Giles? Would he be a, friend, a good friend, Johnny Giles? He,
2: he, I, used to, I, I used to go to his house, to Johnny's house in, in Leeds. and He got, he got me tickets. For, he used to get me tickets for different European Cup final for all sorts, you know. Um, funny enough, he lives near Mel Crystal. And twice I've been round to his house when I've been in Dublin to pop in and see him um, because he's a big boxing fan. And he's been out both times. There's been nobody in. Now, one time, uh, I know I saw it on the TV. It was his seventy-fifth birthday. So, <laughs> uh, next time I'm in Ireland, and I'm hopefully I'm going to get over there uh, within, you know, within the next few months, then I will call in and see him, um, and uh, and wish him and his wife, because she used to feed me as well. She used to give me a salmon supper and stuff like that. We talked for hours watching boxing clips. You know, he had to go training and we'd still be there at midnight in his house watching watching boxing and talking. And,
1: I didn't realise uh, John Giles was such a big boxing fan. Well, he was then. Um, Everybody was then, weren't they? It was a huge sport yeah. back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, it was huge, yeah.
2: You know, um, I mean, it was huge in in... in like the 60s even, the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s. When you think of, do you remember Peter Wilson from the Daily Mirror? Yeah,
1: no, he, no, I don't know. It was a boxer. Oh
2: he, yeah, you're not. Colin
1: Hart we had on the, on the show there last year. Oh,
2: I, yeah. I, I talked Hartley, to Colin. Yeah. yeah, I've got his number. I, talk, I ring him sometimes and talk. Aber, with him. we
1: did the same show with Harty that we're doing with you a bit of, a bit about his, his life a bit about the world he's the things right, he's yeah. seen around the world and then we did a second show about his uh, yeah. his Irish memories you know because he's he's covered so many great fights right. specifically involving Irish guys so we did kind of the same show with him as, as we did with you
2: yeah he's uh, yeah he's a lovely fella yeah he's he has some great stories as well. Some great stories. Yeah.
1: Well, Mickey, you've got as many stories as anybody. And uh, again, I want to say say thanks very much for joining us this week on the well, Rocky Road. You. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we've we've run. We a could keep going. Running. We could do another two or three hours, I'm sure. But look, I'll say good night and uh, speak to you again soon, well, Mickey Van. Thank you.